1: And that's the question I want to ask you today. How far can you see? Can you see beyond your present circumstances? Oh, sometimes we limit God because of what we cannot see, what we do not believe. God wants us to take the limits off of him. He wants us to have spiritual eyesight, to be able to see into the spirit realm. God wanted Ezekiel to see into the supernatural. So the spirit of the Lord visited him. Ezekiel 37, the dry bones live. The hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and brought him out in the spirit of the Lord and set him in the midst of a valley full of bones. There were very many in the open valley and indeed they were dry. And the Lord spoke to Ezekiel and he said, son of man, can these dry bones live? God wanted Ezekiel to see past the circumstance. These people must have been dead for years. The flesh is gone and the bones are dried out. Ezekiel knew it was impossible in this world for dry bones to live. These are bones of the dead. Yet he answers the Lord in a way that leaves the realm of possibilities open. Because see, Ezekiel knew that God can do anything. But he's looking at the circumstance a valley of dry bones. Ezekiel 37 4. So Ezekiel answered the Lord, Yea, Lord, only you know. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these dry bones, and say to them, O oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones Surely I will cause breath to enter into you. And you shall live. And I will put sinew on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath into you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And breath came into them and they lived and stood up on their feet An exceedingly great army. What a sight, what a vision that God gave Ezekiel. He told him prophesy to these dead bones. Is there an area of your life that's dead? Maybe there's a dream and you've lost all hope of that dream ever coming true. Maybe there's an area of your life where something happened and and when you look back, you say, I'll never have that again. I'll never be in a a green valley like that again. I'll never be, my life will never be flourishing with goodness again and hope is lost. Well, God spoke to Ezekiel and that's what he was saying. He was showing him that an area that's dry where all hope is lost and it's impossible for it to revive, prophesy. Prophesy to that dead place. And that's what God is saying today. Prophesy to the dead area of your life. Prophesy to it because it can live again. You know, one night I gave an all night prayer meeting and the church was full of people and the spirit of the Lord was in the house. And I called upon the Lord for those that were sick that night. And I called forth the Lord and I called forth the breath of God, asking it to breathe on the people that were present. Do you know that many in that church that night were blessed and some were healed and delivered? You see, I had no doubt that the word of the Lord was true. And I knew that if God had told Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones and that they would live, I knew that if I would prophesy and that I would pray over them and call upon the spirit of the Lord, that his presence, that he would breathe on them and that deliverance would take place. God is waking the church up. He's calling us to pray and to use his word to face circumstances in our life, to use the word of God. Every circumstance that we face is in the Bible and answers to life's challenges are in the word of God. My father was an old Baptist preacher and a positive man of God. And one day I said to him, I was about 27 years old and I was running my own business and I, I had a, a good career. Things were going very well, but it just came across my heart, a dream that I wanted to be a lawyer, and I called my daddy up, and I said to him one day as we were talking, I said, Dad, you know, I want to go back to school. And he said, You do? And I said, Yes. I said, I want to go back to college, and I want to become a lawyer. What do you think about that? (laughs) Oh, I should have known what his response would be. He said, Baby girl, if you want to go back to college, if you want to be a lawyer, then go to school and become a lawyer. There's nothing stopping you but you yourself. (laughs) He said, there's nothing stopping you but fear. Go on and do it. If you want to be a lawyer, then go to law school. He was amazing at being support. If I needed a cheering squad, I knew to call him. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, he was absolutely right. There was nothing holding me back but myself. It's amazing if we just have that vision. I didn't pursue it. But just the encouragement that he gave me one day, it was just amazing. Well, one day my son, you know, after he was born, crawled out of the baby crib and grew up and said at nine years old, I want to be a lawyer. (laughs) It's amazing. The same words I had spoken to my parent and I said, then a lawyer you shall be. And today he's practicing law. Our words are spirit and they have life when we are a child of God. How far can you see? God wants to take your life beyond where you are right now. He wants to show you a new vision today. He wants you to have a new vision for your life. That the things that you hope and dream for, that those things are possible to take place. Abraham had an amazing relationship with God. Wherever Abraham went, he worshiped God. Genesis 12 seven and eight and 13 and 18. Wherever Abram went, he built altars to the Lord. Wherever he was, he continued that relationship with God. The altar is a place for intimate relationship with God. Do you have a place set aside where you go to the Lord and have that intimate time with him? God wants to meet you. He wants a meeting place like he had with Abram. Genesis 13 14 to 17, God speaks to Abram. Allow me to paraphrase, if you will. Lift up now your eyes and look for the place where you stand. Look northward and southward, eastward and westward. For the land which thou seest, to thee I will give it, and to thy seed forever. Arise, walk through the land, walk the length of it and the breadth of it, and I will give it unto you. God is saying, walk the length and the width of the land and it shall be yours. Go on and walk, walk through it is what he's saying. I'm giving it to you, not only to you, but to all your generations. There will be so many descendants. Your family will be so large. No one will be able to count all the generations of your family. That's what he said to Abram. And God is saying to you, I'm going to do a new thing. Have you not known it? Dry your eyes. Wipe away those tears from your face. I am here to do it. Thus saith the Lord, Isaiah 43 and 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I'll make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers and the dry wasteland. God sent me to encourage you today, right where you are standing. He has already begun to do a new thing in your life. Maybe you're discouraged right now and nobody's been able to lift you up and encourage you. But I want to tell you that the spirit of the Lord is coming to you today to encourage you. God is doing a new thing in your life and it has already begun. When we spend time with the Holy Spirit, time worshiping and praising then and only then, God gives us revelation. Paul said, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Ephesians 1.18, Paul wanted all of us to have revelation. I'm asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom, and Revelation, so that you may know him better. Ephesians 1, 17. When we understand the ways of God, depression, anxiety, and worry, that tormenting demonic spirit of fear cannot take a hold of us. My father used to say, half the things that people worry about don't even exist. Isn't that amazing? How far can you see? In the natural, most of the time, we can't see very far. But Paul prays for not only the Ephesians and the book of Ephesians, but he also is praying for us that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened so that we may know the hope of his calling and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The only way the eyes of our heart are enlightened is through prayer to communion with God Paul wanted us to have revelation and to be guided by the spirit of the Lord. He wanted us to know the shepherd's voice. How do we come to know his voice? By spending time in the word of God, by spending time in prayer, by not only going to God and talking to him, but being polite is what I call it and allowing him to talk. Oftentimes when we pray, it should be more time of God talking than us talking. We need to spend more time listening to the voice of God. And maybe you say, well, Valerie, I don't hear anything. God doesn't need words to talk. Oftentimes I teach it that way. God communicates with us through our spirit. The Bible says deep calleth unto deep. We need words to communicate, but God does not need words to communicate with us. His spirit calls to our spirit. Praise God. Jesus had an amazing relationship with the father while on earth. And the disciples saw this relationship. Now, remember, Jesus had made his ascension and the disciples make a powerful commitment that brings miracles, signs and wonders. They make a commitment. And when they make that commitment, they are empowered and set again on Holy Ghost fire to serve him, Acts 6, 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. What will happen to us when we determine and make that commitment? I am going to give myself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. The disciples' decisions were submerged in prayer, every decision that they made. Their decisions were bathed in prayer. Prayer continually brings results. Power from on high will be yours. When you make that decision, I'm going to give myself continually to prayer. The future belongs to the one who stands between heaven and earth, praying the negotiator. The future belongs to those who determine I'm going to be God's mediator. The one who says thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, God's calling you today to be an intercessor between heaven and earth. The future belongs to the child of God who communes with him. This is what the Lord says to the intercessor. Isaiah 43 and 26. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. The father is saying, state your case, present it to me, come before me and present your case as though you are a counsel in a courtroom, as though you are a lawyer presenting a case, present your case to me, justify it to me. Tell me why I should do what you are asking me to do. The battle is won in prayer. That's where the battle is. Once we win the battle in prayer, when we step out into the situation in the natural, it's already won. We won't be trying to pray powerful prayers when we meet that circumstance. We won't be trying to sweat and pray fervently Because the battle will already be won in prayer. It'll be won in the place where you meet God. That's where we pray fervently. That's where we cry out to God about the situations that we're facing. That's where God speaks to us and gives us revelation and shows us visions and gives us insight. How far can you see? If you want to see further than where you are in the natural, communion with the Father is what's going to take you to that place. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing what God will reveal to us. You know, I just left Israel and I spent hours on the plane reading my Bible, talking with the Lord, hours and hours in the word on that flight going overseas Hours and hours in the word as I went into Israel. I spent on that plane hours and hours in the word while I was within the borders of Israel. And I'll tell you what, just spending that time with him, spending that time reading the word of God, visions began to be shown to me on the plane. Revelation began to come to me about situations back in the United States. It was so powerful. And I want to tell you our experience while we were over there. we were in the Holy Land and we had visited Bethlehem and Jericho and that area and had an awesome time just visiting and and receiving revelation. And our guide was explaining to us biblically, you know, what we were seeing and the culture of that day. It was an awesome time. But I want to tell you something. I was traveling with a group of 28 people, 28 believers. It was Awesome. It was just amazing. And I had just met these people. I only knew four people that were in the group. Everyone else in the group I had just met, you know, the day before. So we're going into Jericho and Bethlehem in this area. And I'm telling you, unbeknownst to us, there was a cloud of glory over our heads. There was a cloud of protection over this group the whole time. We went into the area. And will you believe the next day when we left that area, The next day, violence broke out. As soon as we came out of there, it was absolutely amazing. So many groups that were there could not go into that area and miss that part of the country because of what took place. And we began to pray and pray for the people there. I understood while I was there, why the Bible says, pray for the peace of Israel, pray for Israel I saw things in a way that I have never seen them before. I'm telling you, when we pray, God protects, he heals, he delivers, he directs our path. I'm telling you, the angel of the Lord stands beside those who call upon the name of the Lord Oh, my goodness. God leads us where to go, when to go. And the spirit of the Lord will be mighty in our midst when dangerous situations come up and trying times are in our life. The spirit of the Lord will lead and guide us and protect us day by day. What would happen if we determine that we're going to give ourselves continually in prayer, that we're going to be continually in prayer and to the ministry of other word. Do you know that we really do reap what we sow? What happens if we sow the seed of prayer into our lives? What happens if we begin to pray and have a fervent prayer life? You know, sometimes people ask me, how do you pray so many hours a day? It's something that God did for me. It wasn't something that I tried to do. It's something that I prayed about. And said, Lord, I want to go to prayer because I want to be there. I want you to draw me to prayer. I don't want to go to prayer and be looking at my watch, looking at the clock. Oh, I've been here for 15 minutes. I've been here for 20 minutes. Lord, with your loving kindness, draw me. Because the Bible says, with loving kindness, have I drawn you. Lord, draw me to prayer. Lord, give me the most amazing prayer life. Lord, I want to go to prayer and the angels come there. And visit Lord. I wanna go there and the anointing, your presence falls up on me when I'm in prayer. I wanna to go to prayer and when I look up at the clock, I wanna regret that I have to leave. I wanna be in prayer and love being there. I wanna desire your presence. I wanna tell you that many days when I leave work and I pull up to my house, I am running out of the car. <laughs> I am so anxious to get through the front door to get to my prayer time because he gave me what I asked him for. Don't try to do anything on your own. Whatever you desire, ask it of God. And I promise you that he will give that to you. I spent hours in prayer because I said, you know, at one point I said, Lord, I want to pray three hours a day. And I want to want to do it. I want to long yearn to do that. And he gave it to me. He gave that to me because that's what I ask him for. Whatever it is that you want of God, don't try to do it on your own. Maybe you want to spend more time in the word. When I get on the plane, I can't wait to open my Bible and spend time in the word. I can't wait for people to stop talking to me and let me just be with the Lord Because with loving kindness, he has drawn me to him. Ask him today, Lord, with loving kindness, draw me to you, Father. Lord, I want to have a tremendous prayer life. I want to desire to pray. I don't want to force myself to pray. I want you to draw me with your loving kindness. Draw me to your heart, Lord, that I am happy to commune with you that I desire to push the world away and to spend time in the word that I can make the commitment that I will give myself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Father set me on Holy ghost fire for you. Don't try to be on fire. Don't try to pray powerful prayers because if we do, we will fail miserably. When I lay hands on someone for healing, I am not trying to pray. I am merely allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through the vessel and have his way. That's where we want to stand with God. We want the Holy Spirit to do the praying through the vessel. And the only way we can do that is to inquire of God. Spending time in the word. Spending time in worship. The Lord loves to be worshipped. He loves a worshipper, praising him for who he is, praising him for being a sovereign and holy God, praising him for being merciful and loving and kind, spending that time worshipping him just because of who he is. Learning the names of God teaches us the character of God. So open your Bible, look up the names of God, Learn the names of Christ. It tells us his character. And then when you worship him, call him by his name. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. Call him by his name and we'll begin to understand his character. Ask God, Lord, set me on Holy Ghost fire the way the disciples were on fire to serve you. Your prayers will bring you mighty success in the natural You begin to see into the spirit realm. You begin to have revelation. God will speak to you about the circumstances that you're facing, about the circumstances that other people bring to you when they have concerns. You'll be able to minister to them through the word of God. God is calling for intercessors right now. And so my question is, how far can you see? Can you see how far God wants to take you? He's calling for those who will be mediators between heaven and earth. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray.
0: You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 530. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at Heaven. Dot o-r-g